Unbelievable, that is correct. Yes, I know, I know. We entered the double digits. And if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I still haven't a clue what I'm doing. But I must be doing something right, chatting to possibly the hottest property in South African cricket at the moment, Tandu and Tinny. And I know what you guys are thinking, geez, Robbie, this isn't about you. And well, you guys are actually correct, so I'm just gonna roll the intro. Hello and how are you toy sports lovers out there? My name is Robbie Gillette and welcome to conversation number 10 of the Keeping the Drill with Robbie podcast, where we chat all things from the mental side of sport to stories, laughs and banter. Whether into the old pigskin or the old leather ball, we've got you. Today I'm joined with Tandu and Tini as he shares openly and honestly about the highs and lows that come with playing professional cricket. I hope you guys enjoy and let me know what you guys think. How's it going, bro? I'm, I'm chilling, bro. Chilling, chilling. Awesome. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm excited to bring some some energy to this fine July's morning <laughs> um, and chat to probably the hottest property in, in South African cricket at the moment. <laughs> not really, not really, not really. <laughs> no, you're too humble. You're too humble. You're too humble. <laughs> Otherwise, how things that side? Everything's chilling, right? It's cold, um, but life's starting to get back to normal. Yeah. Uh, getting back into routines and uh, start training on Monday. So you starting now on Monday, on the seventh. Yeah. Yo, and how, how's the body feeling? You fit. Body's gone, bro. Uh, I wouldn't say fit because the gym's on open. So yeah, yeah. and motivation's tough to get, bro. When there's not really a plan of what's happening moving forward. Yeah. So kind of like the first three months of lockdown, gymming myself messed <laughs> up, and then. When they told us, like, yeah, we might only start again in November, then I kind of just, like, stopped. Yeah. Just trying to catch up on my, on the times I've missed, eh? So, just been chilling with me, just having a oh. good time, just trying to just yeah. cash in, bro. That's it. Yeah. Um, But for the guys at home, so Tando and I, we go we go way back. Not, not really. <laughs> I, don't, we don't, I think we only met <laughs> back last year or something. But, uh, yeah, 2013, a young short chubby Robbie and and strapping Tando playing each other at Old Grey um Salbury. I remember that <laughs> yeah you remember bro. I was like I'm gonna tell the story I don't know if he's gonna remember it but I'm gonna tell it anyway um so if you remember it differently also hop in but so so I was I was bowling uh young Tando and Tini walks into bat I was thinking no like I've got to give this guy something yeah he's not not gonna walk all, all over me um those those words are complete rubbish because I think he smashed me around and then the, the coach took the get you off. Um, bowling change happens. Uh, Tando and Tini's on 49. And Ross Stone comes into bowl and gets you out. Um, and and there's, I think there's two takeaways from that. Uh, is that, damn you for letting Ross get you out. Because I still hear about it today. We still, it's still, <laughs> it's, it, it, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very common story. Like every time he tells it, we like, yeah, yeah. And there's always something added onto it every time. But, and then second of yeah, yeah. And then second of all is um, you know, if if you can smash me around, imagine you what you could do to guys like Boomra and and, and Mitchell Stark. You know, like guys <laughs> like those. I don't know. I I'd, I'd be worried for those guys. So so there's a there's an all rounder in the in the making here. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the plan moving forward. Obviously, when I got to Cape Town, I kind of neglected that part of my cricket, whereas when I was in East London, that was pretty much all I did. Okay. Um, so, yeah, when I got to this side, um, Titans coach, which is manager, he was like, yeah, we're going to work on it a lot more than you did in, in Cape Town. Sure. And because he does see potential in me becoming 
the next one, you know. So sure. I'm really excited to start. Um, and Brad, it's bright this side. It's bright this side. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and what what what's Pretoria been like? Like, what is it a lot different to Cape Town? Uh, so I haven't been in Pretoria. I I stay in Waterfall, like Midrand area. Okay. So I'm halfway between Pretoria and Joburg. So okay. So whatever corrects us. So wherever <laughs> my plans tell me to go, I'm closer to both sides. Okay. But it's been good. It's not it's completely different from Cape Town. Obviously, you don't wake up to Table Mountain and yeah, yeah. able to go to Clifton Fort and just <laughs> go to all those places. Yeah. So it's more of a, a, a concrete jungle. So it's nothing. It's something new to me because I've always stayed at the coast, mm. East London, PE, uh, Cape Town. Mm. So yeah, yeah, adapting to a concrete jungle is not too bad. Yeah. Uh, obviously, now and again, we're going to mission to Cape Town just obviously. chill with you, the boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't miss, you can't miss uh, boogies and tin roof too much, eh, Tando? I don't miss that at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. I do not miss that at all. The mission of having to clean your shoes the next morning oh. and waking oh. up with the worst headache is terrible, mate. Yeah, I know. Look, but. We do it anyway, so <laughs> we clearly don't we do learn. It anyway. We do but, it anyway. We yeah. do it anyway. But yeah, I think it, it. I think it's been a fascinating chat, just because you're my first cricketer on. You know, I've been chatting to a lot oh, of okay. rugby, a lot of rugby players. But I was wondering, so reflecting now on the on the career you've had, uh, and and can you pinpoint a a conversation, uh, a mentor? I can imagine your your dad, who in, being who he is must have been massive in, in mentorship for you um, or even a friendship that's, that you can pinpoint saying like, you're yeah, cool, like, that's definitely helped me to where I am today. Um, my dad is one. Sibis mm. uh, Makanya. Okay. Uh, for the Dolphins, played together at the Paul Rocks and now we'll be playing in the same team. Um, we also played together at Academy. So I got really close with him and we... He's basically like our older brother. Okay. I've got Taki here, who is Baizek the Khalid, now plays for Gauteng and mm. a bit of the Lion. Okay. Uh, so those are the, the, the two main people I'm trying to keep close in my life because obviously I can phone them for whatever, they help with whatever, if I'm struggling yeah. with whatever, the brothers are there. Mm. And obviously I've got my, my close inner circle, which they helped me to become who I am and obviously pushed me to to do better and they advised me if I'm losing it a bit, guys will be like, check out you, mm. losing it a bit, focus now and stuff like that. So I've, I've got a, a handful of friends which I found really, really mm. close and really productive to my development. Mm. Uh, but other than that, um, there's a lot of chats that happen on a daily basis, but the people that I can call whatever time of the night are those two people. Okay, cool. And, and that that close like circle of yours, do you find them? Is it is it very honest conversations with you? You know, because uh, I find now like especially like guys like kind of losing their way after um, 
after school, whatever, you don't have that structure. I've found yeah. it's, like, it's so hard to have those honest conversations like outside of school because it's like, it's like real life now, you know, have, have they kept mm. you, have they kept you honest there? 100% bro, like they, they stayed as it is, whether it's good or bad or yeah. hurtful, whatever. But you, you know that it all comes from, from a place of love, you know, yeah. and they care about you and stuff. So with the people that I keep in my, in my close inner circle, it's like those hard conversations and chats where yeah. you, you tell someone that, okay, take care, you, you're fucking around now. Yeah. Excuse me for my language or <laughs> you're messing around or you, you're not serious. Yeah. You know, you've got to step up because obviously they want to see you flourish. And it's the same if I see him messing around, then I'll tell him, check you, I don't think you're doing A, B, C, a, B, C and D, right? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's easier for us in that small circle because we all kind of have the same mindset and same goal because majority of us are, are professional in whatever we do. Yeah. So my mate in Cape Town is either professional rugby player, um, cricket, men's health, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So I try and surround myself with guys that are that are actually serious about their careers and guys who actually work hard. So when it's time to actually chill, we can all chill and just to a certain extent where we don't do stuff that will mess up our, our work and stuff, you know. So. Yeah. And we can all learn from each other, which is cool. You know, there's there's yeah. lots to learn from, from everyone all around. So it's really cool. And I'm really blessed to be in the position that I'm in, to be surrounded by these people and the professionals and all that. So to find advice and to get help, you don't have to search far to have yeah. to find it. Okay. Yeah. I guess that it's an old saying like show me your friends and I'll show you your future, you know. I think that actually goes, it really rings true and especially especially as a youngster when when you can you can easily find yourself getting involved in in the wrong priorities which and, and you, you seem to have that sorted, so that that's cool and I think that's gonna serve you well for for the next pro tier. Come on. <laughs> Speak it. <laughs> definitely so, definitely that's so. It. And then Tando, who who is the messiest? I always, I love, like, I, I knew, I knew this was going to be my first question for the cricket because I always, in the changing room, even at school, you're like, oh my gosh, you can't seriously be putting all your stuff on the ground. Like, there's always that one guy. Um, so at the Cobras, I would say I was the messiest. <laughs> I took like, so in the Newlands changing room, there was like a corner. So I, I basically took out like the whole bench. And I'll throw my shoes there, my socks, my shirt, everything. And those 3,000 bats like you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like my area yeah. for like the whole week. And like people sit in those specific places yeah. and stuff. And then in the Paul Rocks, I would say the messiest was Faf because he had the most kids. Yeah, he so probably, probably got so much. Like, like, he's probably got so he much. He had like thirteen. He had like thirteen <laughs> bats and like eight pairs of gloves, and everything was just like lying everywhere. Yeah. So, in the at the Cobra setup, oh shit, I'm lying. Calvarena, 
Make I really. Coffee. <laughs> so he takes yes, the cake yes. there. He takes the cake. Tando, you you get the free pass. <laughs> yes, sir. so being a 12th man and just to find his inners and stuff like that was an absolute mission. <laughs> he picked the wrong ones as well. He imagine it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so you just bring everything. So you just <laughs> take one, two, three, and four. You bring them out and you're like, Kyle, please choose because everything is <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and then I'm not sure who at the Titans. So I'm uh, looking to see. No, you got to let us know. You got to let us know. Especially, uh, I've got Crazy here. who also plays for the Titans. Crazy, who's the messiest guy in the training room? You don't know. Is Crazy going to come on the podcast as well? Crazy, <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, swing through here. But I want to see you. Um, hello, hello. How's it going? Robbie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's... Hi, Robbie. How are you? Crazy, how are you doing? Are you going to come on the podcast? Huh? Um, yeah. I'm <laughs> so, so, so who's the messiest of the Titans change room? Dish the dirt. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to be... Yo, I don't even pay attention to that because it's so nervous to play and to do what. <laughs> okay, that's also... That's true. <laughs> but to be honest, I really don't know. Because I'm ready for the first time. I really don't. I probably put myself up there. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I like your honesty. I like your honesty. But yeah. but uh, what? How did you guys find the like going into like the change room as a youngster? Is it like okay? Well, like what's that guy doing? He's not. He's a youngster. He sits like in the showers or something. Did you guys find that, or was it like all set out for you guys? <laughs> um. I could definitely say it's all set up. So basically, your first couple of games, you kind of try, you kind of try and find a place to sit. Okay. Okay. And put your bag. Yeah. Because you, you sit somewhere like no, that's someone's chair, or you sit there and that's someone's spot. <laughs> so you kind of have to wait and figure out where where you can make a spot for yourself and okay. call that your spot. Yeah. yeah but yeah. once you sit there and after a couple of games, that becomes your spot. Yeah. And even the older guys, they respect you enough to not even go into your spot. Okay. And that's just you. So, definitely, so I definitely think like the first, the toughest thing when you first arrive is finding a place to sit. Because in every stadium, everyone has a place to sit in every single stadium. Jeez. So, for every stadium you get, for your first game in that stadium, you try to figure out a place to sit, park your bus there. Yeah. Then at the home ground, you make that that space yours. But it's cool though, like obviously you're nervous and it's just it's overwhelming sometimes. Mm. But like to be honest, in the environment I've been in, they're very accommodating for the young guys. They take you under their wing and they yeah. just show you around, they just make you feel comfy. So that you can excel and thrive and learn and be able to be yourself yeah. in whatever situation that you 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 find yourself in. Okay. So it's really cool, bro. It it really is cool. Awesome. Um, and then who who's hating lockdown the most? Who has? Who's hating lockdown the most? Uh, I think everyone, dog. Honestly, <laughs> like, um. In the cricket world, bruh, this lockdown, you like, fuck, there's no cricket. 
there's no training, the routine is messed up, I can't yeah. do this, I can't do that. But then you actually realize like two weeks in that this is potentially going to be the longest break you've had your whole life. <laughs> so you get chances to talk with your fam, yeah. to figure stuff out, to you know, focus on your schoolwork, to gym, yeah. just be yourself, you know. So I definitely say first couple of weeks I was super, super miserable. I was like, no, forget that, forget that. Amen. And then, like afterwards, it's just like, oh, this is not going to change. Yeah. So let me adapt and let me just enjoy it. And I've yeah. absolutely loved every single moment of lockdown. But now it's kind of getting boring. Yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, bro. And then who, who is on Orcs? Me too. That's it. <laughs> and and what, what are you playing for the boys? What are you playing? Give us, give us a accommodate, take. I, I accommodate for everyone. Everyone. Um, from P-Pass to techno to hip-hop to pianos to R&B to jazz to whatever. It depends on the mood in the changing room. Yeah. And to my audience. So you've got, you got to know the crowd. You've got to know your crowd. <laughs> got to know the crowd. Oh, yeah. So if the guys are slightly older, you throw in the new bangers and then you mix it up with, with some oldies. Yeah. yeah. But then if, it, if it's a younger crowd, you can throw in your hip-hop. You then can we, throw in your techno. Then we draw. Then we move it, bro. Then we move it. Who is the grittiest? At the Cobras, it was Peter Malan. Okay. Uh, Peter Malan and who else? The greatest. Away, Peter Malan, like very serious. Yeah. Uh, very serious, very focused. And then, like, he's a guy that kind of like cricket, 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 cricket. And and then, did you chat to him a bit about after his his debut? Did you, what was the feeling there in the Cobras uh, set up? After his debut, was it everyone just like shit? That was good, or yeah, what is the feeling? Yeah, we kind of had like a team chat afterwards, and guys had the the platform to explain how they were feeling and stuff. Okay, but in that career setup, I was very close with Jason Smith, Zubi Hamza, yeah, yeah. um, Akona Myaga, T Nabe, mm. um, who else? Dane Pete, then I would ship, will ship Panther quite a bit. Okay. So, okay. So, as a, so as a result, I sat next to Jason Smith in the changing room. Okay. So it was Ganda. So. <laughs> and then you mentioned that you and Dane Pete Panther a lot, but who, who is the comedian? Dane Pete. Is it? Is he? 100%. <laughs> Dane Pete. He runs, he runs the banter yeah. from the banter group everywhere. It's just, just him. <laughs> just him, just him. I love it that I, like, it's more senior guy. It's like, it just shows like, personalities, you know? Love that. <laughs> um, and then, so, <laughs> if we can chat about... Yeah? No, you can speak, you can speak, you can see. Uh, if we can chat about your move uh, to, to the Titans, like, what motivated the move? What was it purely uh, a career move or was it did you just not enjoy Cobras anymore uh, it's a career move bro felt like I was getting too comfy in Cape Town and too crazy for Cobras 
Okay. And I felt like I needed a new challenge mm. uh, in a new environment um, just to put myself on edge, you know, and try and start over, figure yeah. stuff out, meet new people, you know, just try and mingle with, with as many protein players as possible, you know, and just be in that environment of the Titans where, like, if you don't perform, you're out, where I just like to be challenged every single day all the time yeah. you know and just i've always wanted to be in joba for some reason um concrete just jungle. a change of lifestyle you know yeah yeah and i've heard the draw is gone so <laughs> looking forward to that but obviously moving to the titans that was a career move um a growth move as well mm. and just to be in a new environment with new people, new challenges and the atmosphere and stuff, you know. So just trying to to open as many doors as possible. And I'm also closer to the HPC, so okay. it, it, it works in my favor. Yeah. And then I, I think this is, like, it fascinates me how, how, how does Tando and Tini feel when he's at his best? Like when he's in complete control and flow. Um, and then, how, how, have you realized how you are able to replicate that feeling yet, uh, being so young? Um, I can definitely say last season I was able to replicate that feeling a lot more, a lot more, you know, consistently. Um, and just, just like how the way I prepared, I've kind of figured out what I would do before a game, yeah. like the week before the game, the day before, like on the morning. And I just try and stick to those routines as best as I can. Okay. And like, it all depends on the, the environment, you know, like if you feel like shit today, I feel like proving a point, Yeah. then you do that. But, but obviously, you can't feel gun every single day. Mm. You know, there's yeah, always yeah. where you, majority of the time, you'll be at, at 80% or at 90%. Yeah. I, I can only say once where I, I felt at a full capacity, 100% for the whole game. And, you know, that doesn't happen often, but like when I'm in a great space, from mindset to body to spirit, and that's when I play my, my best cricket. Yeah. You know, so I try and listen to music as much as possible. So before the game, before warm up, after warm up, at drinks, I mean at lunch, at tea time, after the game, you know. So for, for me, music will determine my mood for the day. Okay. I wake up in the shower, jump some tracks, and that kind of sets up my mood. And like on game day, I don't eat breakfast, bro. <laughs> you? Like, I, I don't Long eat breakfast. Day food. <laughs> Not really. Like, I'll, when I say I don't eat breakfast, like, I'll go to the breakfast room and have a cup of coffee and one egg. One fried egg. It's the one whole egg, huh? <laughs> and I'm good to go, bro. That's I'm it. Good to go. Okay. 
or I'd get to the stadium and I'd make myself a turkey sandwich and that will carry me until lunch. Not cock. Uh, but how how did you feel like going into like traveling to cha- like stadiums and all that? You know, because like, that, that's essentially the dream for any young cricketer. Um, and then you, you were kind of uh, catapulted into that environment. You like traveling to stadiums, you, you know, hotels. Like, what can you even just chat us through the, the, the feeling you felt? So, obviously, like, I've been in that environment since I was a tiny baby. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah. When you find me there and it's you there, and you're the one now that's staying in the hotels, that's playing in the morning, that yeah. the people want. <laughs> Your, your photographs or whatever, like that's you. And like, you get used to it, bruh. It comes to a point where it's just like, okay, it's just another day in the office. Yeah, it's yeah. just another... Tick, ticking boxes. Traveling. Ticking boxes. Ticking boxes, yeah. But obviously, the main thrill comes in on game day, you know, when you realize that you're playing at a stadium full of people yeah. or you play on TV and you know and like you're playing on on a test wicket or whatever it may be and you just like feel like this is a privilege and stuff but like when it comes to like the traveling and the training and the hotels and this and mm-hmm. that it becomes normal after a while and you're like this is like my job this is how my life is Yeah, like I can't change it like this is how it is. Yeah. You just learn to cash in as much as possible, bro. Yeah. All about cashing in. <laughs> All about cashing in. But do you, so do you see cricket as, um, as like a job or do you see it as something you do that gets you money? Because you know, it, it, it can be a very fine line between like, like I love cricket, uh, but it is my job. Like I go to, I go to training as a job, you know? Um, it's more of a lifestyle, bro. Okay. It's more like a life. Yeah. I don't see it as a job because if it's a job then you don't really enjoy it you're doing it yeah. because you have to yeah, yeah. you have to make means to survive I do it because I enjoy it like I find the thrill of it like it makes my life go around mm. and I think that way and I enjoy it and for me it's part of my life it's a lifestyle and when you learn to enjoy something that you do the early mornings, the hard graphs, the pains, the failures, that all becomes like part of the journey and you don't take it to heart too much. Yeah. And you find the thrill of enjoying it. And by enjoying it, you perform to the best you can because you are having fun. Like you're doing what you would like to do for the rest of your life. Mm. And at the same time, dude, you're cashing in on all the gravy, yeah, three flights, your sponsors, sponsors, same on TV, three stripes, three like stripes. Exactly, like you do all that by just enjoying it. Imagine you you get paid for playing backyard cricket. No, with, yeah, with I, I know it's the dream, it's the dream. <laughs> and you know, like yeah. you can do this every single day, and you love it, and you enjoy it, and you get paid for doing what you enjoy doing. Yeah. It's like breathing. (laughs) You get paid for breathing. It's like that. I think you've hit the jackpot there, if I'm being honest. Um, 100%. But 
but in saying that though like it does i can imagine it does come with with certain uh negative aspects you know like you you've said on uh, i've seen on instagram like you struggle with like naysayers uh especially like your dad being who he is you i think you said like you always have struggled with that like on you um and i think like it's (laughs) it it baffles my mind you know like how can you say someone is like riding off their dad you know when their performances speak for themselves and you didn't win cobra's young care of the year because your dad was (laughs) <laughs> like a pro tier, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I like it always. I always just thinking about it. It like, yeah, it triggers me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how do you deal with that? Like, how, how, how have you managed? Do you have processes? Uh, yeah. Like I generally feel like it will always be there. Like people will always will always have something to say, mm. either positive or negative. And you all have you always have critics, people saying, Yeah, you did this and that because of so and so or whatever or you're riding on whoever's wave or whatever, like they'll always be there. Yeah. And either you let that bring it down or you use that as motivation to just go every day just trying to make a name for yourself. Yeah. And just trying to to keep back to put in building blocks just to build on your your career and your journey and stuff like that. Yeah. And my parents do, they play a, a, a massive role to not put any pressure on me. Like they are super supportive. My family, from uncles to aunts, grandparents, everyone's just super supportive in, in whatever that I do. And my parents try and watch me as much as possible. Yeah. So if they have to fly overseas and go watch the, the whole series, they'll do that. Like my under 19 days, my whoever was in that province came to watch and okay. then played in England, parents flew up and came to watch. That's you know, cool. yeah. my debut for my four day, my one day debut. I was fortunate enough to have my dad working and commentating on my one day debut. So Special, I actually, actually watched that. I actually watched that. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really cool, bro, that my family can be able to take that pressure off you. Yeah. And just be like, just chill, relax, and just try and be you as much as possible. Yeah. And obviously, there'll be critics and people will say A, B, C, and D about you. But it's all about you just being yourself and just expressing yeah. yourself, you know? Do you, do you need to take that, Tando? No, sir. <laughs> if you do just let me know we can just we can pause um but yeah so just one more off the back of that have you found that that's like do you do you read below the line you know like do you read the comments on, on articles or is have you have you learned the hard way where it's like you just don't look below the line there <laughs> no so don't look below the lines because that will break you bro yeah people are nice out there yeah um what i do if there's a headline just read the headline and thanks that's me done you, you write no, your own no story need. on it <laughs> you like so need to go to the comments and just check no dude no need no need yeah yeah i can no, imagine sorry. it must be it's that easy because also i feel like cricket is a lot of a, a confidence game as well you know it is. It like, is. It is. and if someone's like knocking your confidence in <laughs> it's uh it is detrimental it, it all starts with training like if you're not feeling like ready it kind of it puts a bit of doubt into your preparation you know yeah. 
okay. you know so if you if your back is feeling sore the whole week like your preparation is kind of like stagnant and just like mm. hoping for the best or whatever but like with confidence it all for me personally it doesn't matter how hard I prepare in the week like my game and my confidence is dictated by my first over my first six balls <laughs> like if I'm bowling in a game and I feel like my first over was gone my confidence is up there yeah. if I travel a bit then you kind of you hesitate a bit yeah. or, or if you don't feel good but it's, it's coming out nicely then you can kind of work on it and stuff you know but yeah. like it all depends on like that first six balls mm. you, you set the tone for the whole game for the whole team it's like the pressure of taking the first over yeah yeah. You dictate the mood and the energies and the vibe of the team for the whole game. So yeah. If you start badly and they absolutely demolish you in the first over, tickets. <laughs> then the whole team is down there. Yeah. You are fighting you you are fighting the whole game. But if you start gun and the energies are high, the batters missing the ball, playing most, the teams are buzzing. Nothing then the whole game the whole game is set up like that yeah then as a bowler or a batter like that pushes you through the whole game you know so it is yeah um, is, and then, is, is. so just a QA. and a um, I got some some interesting ones to say the least <laughs> but I'm ready I'm ready so we'll start with with this one uh, can you share a short message to inspire those who wish to follow in your footsteps I mean um uh inspiring message would just be like um just do you just be yourself do what makes you happy um and just strive for the best you can eh? you might not come from the greatest of backgrounds yeah and everything but like don't use that as an excuse to take a football left you know like always try and push boundaries and always try and push to get what you want like if you want it bro, go yeah. and get it mm. <laughs> that's as simple as that like it's all in your hands like if you want to chill and stuff just like know that it's, it's going to affect your progress moving forward yeah and you know if you work hard struggle now do what you have to do you're going to know that in the next five or ten years you're going to live comfortably and things would be a lot easier mm. and stuff like that dude yeah so because like as i say to once you're at the top the work and stuff it doesn't get easier yeah but i can definitely say like it gets easier because mm. if you're at club level and you're fighting to make to make a team mm. it's tough but once you there at the top and all you have to do is just be there and do the right things and tick the right boxes you know then you are winning yeah yeah absolutely yeah um and then what is the who is the toughest school you've ever played against great bloom bro there's a there's a there's a a trick question huh (laughs) great bloom bro um I know, I know the boss, so I was just chucking yeah. in. 
Uh, just go with Boston, it. Just go with it. <laughs> it had its days. It had its days where you had your. Um, I remember I was still at Southern College, playing at Cape Schools. Mm. Your JT Christensen. Yeah. Your Gabriel Gads. Um, who did you other guy? You had your your Hamzas and stuff like that. So, bruh, tough scenes then, bruh, tough scenes. But it was gone. But I can definitely say, Bosch, when I was still in grade nine, playing first team cricket, that was tough. Guys were burning absolute heat. Yeah. And Gray Bloom playing in Bloemfontein, that was unforgiving. Huh? Tough scene. Yeah. I think I played Gray once, but they took and took us apart. But yeah, that wasn't hard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's the what's the biggest wicket you ever taken? That's quite an interesting one. Tom Banton. Ooh, no ways. Where for for Paul Rocks? England. In, oh, in England. Oh, yeah. Jeez, baby, he can hit that ball. Like, you are watch some of the big bats. Right. <laughs> he is massive. Yeah. He is massive. That is. How'd you get him out? Corpian Nick. <sighs> Even more special. <laughs> Even, even more, even more like, special, even yes. Special. It's like caught on the boundaries, like <laughs> Nick Dorf. Yeah, court keeper, mate. Oh, cheers. Nothing you can do. Um, Nothing. And then tell us about your experiences at Cubana and Extra Blast. I don't know if I said that right, but. <laughs> you have this question. What are my experiences at Cubana and Extra Blast in Greenpoint? Unreal scene, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cuban, I would say it's a quality place, bro. Yeah. I I remember every single encounter. Yeah. Every single yeah, encounter. Of course, yeah. <laughs> that extra blast, that extra blast, they probably have the best hubby going. Um, I normally go there with Subs and Angile. Okay. Uh, so we just go there and chill, park our bus there. You know. yeah. uh, but Cubana, Greenpoint. Special. Sundays. Cubana, Sundays. <laughs> Sunday. And Fridays. <laughs> Sundays, Fridays. Rest on Saturday. And then, Play on Saturday. Then no cricket on Saturday. Actually, <laughs> I'm lying. Club cricket on Saturday. Club cricket on Saturday. Yes. Body's a bit Club cricket. There you go. Um, so club cricket Saturdays, if you play against Clermont or Ronnebosch, then you like, okay, boogies maybe later. <laughs> and then, uh, but the Japan is unreal scenes. Um, I really enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's like a perfect place to just chill out with mates and just talk about it. Yeah. Correct, so. um, and then, uh, what did you do in your extra time at high school? If you had any, <laughs> um, I can tell you what I did, but <laughs> let's hear what you did actually. Let's hear what you did. Let's hear what you did. A whole lot of nothing is that what, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can say my free time, I had a group of seven mates which I used to chill with almost every single weekend or weekday. Whatever, uh, Matthew Mingo, yeah, yeah, Kwali, Leo Gorey, Daniel Benjamin, Max Benjamin, the Hardmans, 
Um, who else? You don't want to forget. God, like, <laughs> you don't want to forget one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bongo Makaka. Yeah. And Sia Plighty. Like, though, that was like my tight-knit group. Like, we'd draw together Sundays, Saturdays, whenever, bruh. My free time, I would always be at their house, chilling. All the boys would come to my place and we'll chill. But, like, I spent majority of my time with those guys. Okay. Almost every single day. Um... School, huh? Or whenever, or whenever I find time, because I was barely at school, was like grade eleven, missed sixteen weeks of school, matric, I missed seventeen, but oh, yeah. it was it was still a, an absolute draw. Like to miss, I used to envy guys and miss school to play cricket. Bro. I was like, like it's not even like a, like a discussion. I would miss so much school to play cricket. Like even if it was like back director, living the dream, even from director. school. Um, and then how did you make S and a 19? I assume it's like performances and uh, um, I went to a camp I got invited so I've been in the pipeline since like under 13 to go to all those under 13 camps under 13 weeks under 15 under 17 so I've gone through all the pipelines all the camps your black African camps your regional camps your national camps your your under 19 camps so my first under 19 camp. So I was I went to my first Cubs week. I didn't make it under 19. They were going to Sri Lanka. Okay. I didn't make it, and I told the coach, the next one I'm going to be here. I'm telling you now, the next tour I'm going to be here. Yeah. So I worked yeah. Western Province. I trained every day, and I got ready for the national camp. Okay. National camp, we were at the HPC. I ran a 19.5 in the yo-yo. <laughs> I was building absolute wheels and I batted like an absolute machine. Okay. So I got selected. You can't say no to that. Play. Dude, like I did all the right things right. Yeah. Um, my drive was up there and we were playing West Indies here in South Africa. We were playing in Durban. And then debut picked up four 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 for fifty six on debut, and we won oh, the start. game. Great start. We won the game, and and then after that, bro, it just became a trend. Just kept on working, 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 and my performances at school. I was playing. Semi pro cricket then as well. Yeah. So I was in that setup, like I was just thriving, but I was just in the best space I could be in. Awesome. But also, to be honest, playing on the 19th and being at school, it opens up so many privileges. So uh, many. <laughs> especially one of Shadows through some of those privileges. <laughs> so one of boys being a predominantly cricket school. You know, Jacques Callas, your, your Richard Levy's and those guys, like, that's what Wonder Boys is. Besides their rugby, but, like, cricket is massive. Mm. So, like, once you, I was the only under-19 under player to school for, like, okay. two years. Yeah. And, right, just, like, your ability to miss school, to go to training, to go yeah. to camps, to go to tours, 
And you just find a lot of loopholes into bypassing things, yeah, yeah. Uh, submitting stuff. You get closer with certain teachers who love cricket. Yeah. So you know, I can cash in here, I can cash in here. <laughs> just, just stuff like that, bro. But like, SNR 19 was definitely a step into bigger things. And and the step into like being part of something bigger, mm. yeah. um, you know, and get to play against these guys. You, you see, like your Pritvi Shaws, your Shukman Girls, your Tom yeah. Bantons, your Will Jack guys who play Tom Banton, England, and all that. You know, so like you you under nineteen cricket is no child's play. Yeah. I can say that. There's no child's play, and the West Indies guys, like half the team, is playing in the CPL. Yeah, and then in I'll take this one, sorry, man. And then in in India, majority of the guys are playing in the IPL. Yeah, and then England, like like the whole team is playing playing county cricket, vitality bash. Yeah. Um, fucking crazy it's large it's large bro it's large so it's an experience to to get out your comfort zone bro and play against the best players in the world Mm. in your age group so it's no walk in the park no not at all um and then who I think this is a bit of a trick question as well who's your best mate uh I've got a few actually yeah so like the five guys in my circle, I would say they are my best mates. Yeah. Like, I speak to them as much as possible. Like, they are my go-to people to chill with. Yeah. Good. It's Saki over here. Where is he? Where is he? There he is. That's him over there. Man. <laughs> That's one. Uh, crazy here. You know, so. Yeah. Um, Matthew Mingo. Yeah. Um, Sub Sub Makanya, <laughs> and um, Kambam Gwali. Okay, good. I think so he he asked the question, so I'm glad his name was mentioned. That's you, Kambam Gwali. I think yeah, that's but, the right answer. But, but I could say myself and Kambam have gone through a lot, but he was a guy like I would chill with him every single day. Okay, cool. Himself and Matthew Mingo, those two guys are inseparable. Okay, awesome. Well, Tando, thanks so much for your time, bro. It's been so it's been it's been a different chat. You know, I haven't I haven't chat my first cricketer, so it's it was it was oh, fascinating to to hear your your insights. So thanks so much. Unreal seeds, brother. It's been an absolute treat. Awesome. Uh, I'm happy to have contributed in any way that I could, and just share a few things, man. Even if it's just banter and just yeah. chatting and stuff, but just like. Just to give people an inside scope about being a professional athlete at the age of twenty. Yeah, awesome, bro. Have a have a good good Saturday. I think. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> um, enjoy. Hopefully, we'll chat soon. Yeah, right, definitely, bro. Same to you. Enjoy. Um, yeah. Keep it frisky, bro. <laughs> Always, brother. Cheers. <laughs> All right, cheers, bro. Cheers, cheers. Well, there you have it, folks. That's uh, Tandor and Timmy, the probably the hottest property in. Uh, in South African cricket at the moment, some awesome insights there, and yeah, I think uh, remember the name Tando and Tini. Awesome, have a good week ahead, and big love.